podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The following is a snippet of an exclusive members-only podcast episode for our Patreon Chronicles Tifosi. Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. If you're a good coach and you're a good team, then you do block out the noise. And, I, and it's your responsibility when you don't win. It's never anyone else's. I don't want to deflect too much from Mina's flow, but we were talking about Derby d'Italia. We've now gone into quite a lot about Napoli. Um, but I think um, we've probably reached quite a good point. I always try and crowbar, crowbar a reference <laughs> or two in there. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, you didn't tell us who's going to win next week. Sorry? Who's going to win next week? We did that in the main show. Let's do it now as well here. Derby d'Italia predictions. I'm going We're going four. to change our predictions. <laughs> Inter three, Juventus nil. Ooh. I think it's going to be a big win for Inter. I am going to go for something narrower. I think it's going to be a 1-0 win to Inter because I said on the main show that I think the difference between these teams is Lautaro Martinez and I think that's going to be the difference on Sunday. In all honesty, on paper, this should be a 2-0 victory for Inter, but I'm going to go for 2-1 to Juventus. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can. I have. (laughs) If it's up to me, this wouldn't be happening. I'm going to be a mess. Do you know, I just, the thing in my head from from all of these uh, games and from picking up actually as well what Mina says about psychology I think that um, and actually even more patches I think it all comes together in the same thought which is traditionally what has marked Juventus apart why we have these stories and actually why I was I was looking for and couldn't find an analogous game Inter have won plenty of derbies they've won, they've, they've beaten Juventus plenty of times but I couldn't find one that felt as weighty as these ones when I was digging through in the league title race and it is because historically Juventus have had that fino alla fine mentality that ability to close out games to close out situations that they've baked into who they are as a club and that's why they've won the league we're 36 times we're not going to get into the exact number I'm just going to say a lot more than anyone else <laughs> which is the, the undisputable part of that conversation but uh This bonus episode is now more or less the length of a full episode. So I'm going to wrap us up there. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Do keep letting us know what you would like to hear from us in terms of extra content. We are here for you guys, our Chronicles Tifosi. Thank you for supporting the show. And uh, yeah, let us know what you'd like to hear from us next. Inter have won it 75 times. Juventus have won it 112 times. Clear superiority. I mean, Juventus and Milan should be the Derby d'Italia, in all honesty. It should be, it should be those two. I don't even want Simon to cut that. I want that just to be left on the end of the episode. I'm putting that in. No, honestly, because uh, I was I was going to address that initially. I thought it was really good that you recap the history of it because it feels like Breda just coined it when they were both on top. Oh. And then Berlusconi happens and Milan go on to win seven European crowns. Exactly. Like, actually, Milan have got 19 league titles. Inter have got 19. Juventus have won it... Th- 36, 36 times. times. Inter have got 18. And Inter have only got three Champions League to, to Milan's seven. So actually, there's there's no real argument for it still to be that fixture. 
and uh, I know it's a bit of a sore point with uh, with Milan fans. But and um, the time Inter were exceptionally strong, right? When we're talking about you know Elenio Herrera and, and the Titan team that they had created. But afterwards, afterwards we talk about revolutions in football. Saki is the most revolutionary of all, and Milan became a powerhouse mm-hmm. European wise. Everyone thinks of Milan as one of the greatest teams in Italy. We don't think yeah. of Inter I'm, with all due respect, you know. And it, domestically, Juventus who are horrendous in Europe, but domestically they've always been the best against Europe's best, and so that. Should should really be the Derby d'Italia. So I, I completely. And what always makes me laugh about Inter fans is when they play Co come mai, Co come mai to la Champions League, non la vinci mai. It's like you've won it once more than Juventus. Like relax, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I can understand Milan singing that. Do you know what I mean? I get it. Juventus get to the final all the time and talk to the final. I get that. But it's like it's not like Inter have won ten and Juventus have won two. It's like they've won one more than you, and two of them were back to back in the sixties. Do you know what I mean? I guess they would argue that one of the Juventus wins was Hazel and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but at least they reach Champions League finals. Just reach that point first and then see what happens. Well, the funny thing is now Inter want all this praise for making it to last year. Yeah, I know. This League is what finals. it is. They want all this praise. I, I thought the whole point was you're not, if you're supposed to get there, the, the, you know, you get there, you're supposed to win it. But um, I'm conscious that, especially with Simon occasionally, that we, we can come across as slightly anti-Inter on this podcast. So I'm trying to sort of fight that. As well, and, and sort of push back against that. I don't talk on this podcast, right? <laughs> no, but you just sprinkle, you just sprinkle a little bit of uh, provocation in there. Never. But I, here's the thing, Mike. I, I, I just. Even when it comes to title successes, I mean, one of them is counted where they finish third in a season. I know that we go back to Calciopoli, <laughs> but I still, I still find it amazing that, it, like, as in, and it, maybe it should be counted. Look, I don't know. I don't want to argue this point. I know what Calciopoli is, and, and I'm not here to defend Juventus or anything like that. But when, even when it comes to league titles, Milan's ahead in my head. You know, like, I, I don't. I don't understand how the Derby d'Italia has never changed from being that. And I also don't, I never think that Milan get enough recognition in Italy for... There's a column idea already. Why is Juventus against Milan, not the Derby d'Italia? That would get a lot of interaction, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Galliani said that when he was there, at least. Yeah, he did say that. He famously said that. Yeah, Nicky, you're right. Because it was something that Milan, and I just... But if you actually look at the, the actual books written about Pazza Inter, they're all Minani. There's no Juventus fan who, like very few, of course there is, but not enough. But when you look at the animosity from Milan fans towards Inter, it's mostly Milan. So, and yet I don't, Juventus are hated the most, I guess. Well, Juventus are hated by everyone. That's the thing. Juventus yes. are Fiorentina, Fiorentina's biggest rival. Yeah, they're exactly. Napoli's biggest rival. Yeah. They're, they're everyone's Torino, biggest rival. Torino, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they do cannibalise the league, so they deserve some of it. That's what happens when you win the league more than and anyone I, else. And I, I did enjoy Boldrini a few years ago in Gazzetta calling Liverpool Man United il derby d'Inghilterra. I quite enjoyed that. So <laughs> that was quite good, trying to sort of make it, apply it to it, which was, you know, it was, it was good because it was the, England's two most successful clubs. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it was a time when there was sort of City and Chelsea had been on top and stuff like that. So, uh, right, I'm going to go. The gym is yeah. calling, but... Uh, it's been a long recording. Yeah. Productive work today, I thought. It was fun, though. I thought that was good. Gentili ascoltatori, buon pomeriggio dallo studio centrale di Saxa Rubra, ultima giornata del campionato di Serie A, 90 minuti di attesa ed emozioni, da Roma per Lazio Inter Riccardo Pucchi e Bruno Gentili, da Udine per Udinese Juventus Livio Forma e Giuseppe Bisantis, da Torino per Torino Roma Giulio Delfino e Mauro Carafa. L'Olimpico è nero azzurro, 75.000 i presenti, curva sud tutta interista, bel colpo d'occhio qui allo Stadio Friuli dove c'è il tutto esaurito, 35.000 spettatori sugli spalti, 3.000 dei quali venuti da Torino. 
né Juve né Roma, Inter campione, lo striscione che campeggia in curva nord, feudo laziale. E poi sono apparsi parecchie bianvere tricolore dal settore riservato ai tifosi juventini, tifosi juventini che comunque vada alla sfida dell'Olimpico. A quanto pare ci credono in quanto poco fa hanno esposto uno striscione dicendo siete l'orgoglio di tutti noi. Tutta l'Inter ad un passo dallo scudetto è concentratissima. Eh, abbiamo visto volti sereni nello staff bianconero a bordo campo fino a poco fa Moggi e Litti che parlottavano tutto è pronto un misto di bianco celeste e nero azzurro contrassegna lo stadio olimpico tutto è pronto per questa attesissima sfida Juve in vantaggio Treseghe di testa sul doppio della Juventus Inter in vantaggio Cristian Vieri il parigio della Lazio esattamente al diciannovesimo minuto di gioco e il gol ancora l'Inter in vantaggio il pareggio della Lazio ancora con Poborski Attenzione l'Olimpico che interviene, la Lazio è in vantaggio. Salti incredibili da parte della macchina, soprattutto da parte di Maresca, l'uomo che non si è mollato un attimo dall'auricolare, dalla radiolina e anche Lippi questa volta ha ceduto in quanto si è girato verso la panchina, ha fatto con le mani il segno 3 ed è corso ad abbracciare i componenti della sua panchina. Quarto gol della Lazio, 28 minuti di gioco. Anche Lippi ha perso ogni freno inibitorio e adesso sono tutti su quella panchina annessa che stanno festeggiando e stanno aspettando solo il fischio di chiusura dell'Olimpico. Tutti i giocatori dell'Inter sono affranti nella panchina insieme con Ronaldo che non è venuto a entrare nel tunnel degli spogliatoi ma sta seguendo questi ultimi minuti ormai non più palpitanti i giocatori dell'Inter non ce la fanno più non ce la fanno più in tutti i sensi tre quarti campo bianconera interviene ora vediamo Paramatti sulla sinistra la sotterra per Zambrotta Rotomonti fischio del finale la Juventus è campione d'Italia la Juventus è campione d'Italia Sports Social Podcast Network